life is it's demanding without understanding. But let me tell you something. I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. Oh, wow. No, no one. And I, look, don't don't come at me. No one's going to drag you up <laughs> to get into the light where you belong. OK, but but here's but you know what? I one one caveat. But where do you belong? Colette Bennett. Oh, man. I, you know, I didn't catch it until like you were at least like two, two lines in. I was like, what in the fuck is he? And then I was like, oh, oh, because it's mid chorus. If I, if I started with that, you would, would know. know it would be too on the nose. You know what I'm saying? Yes. No, I agree. I agree. Masterful. Um, your knowledge of Ace of Base. I mean, look, look, this is, I just, before we start, I just Google nineties songs and then (laughs) figure out what, what's fun. That's it. It's not like people think making podcasts is like, oh, it's very professional. It's very like, we got a system, we got a research department. This entire podcast was started, but listeners by Matt and I literally talking in Slack and having the, this caliber of conversation in Slack. And then one day Matt was like, we should just record this. because it was it was slack and then it was on the phone because we were i called you about something work related and we were like oh that work thing right solved in 30 seconds and then two hours later (laughs) we were finished talking about video games (laughs) yeah and then we were like hey um and actually i remember that you were like you know would you want to do and i was like wow that's a delightful idea and hence hence said podcast was born so hey uh you know how we like have human conversations how could what if we could monetize that (laughs) right so working on figuring that out though (laughs) no this is uh this is a labor of love uh as you probably know there's no monetization here on the most important podcast about video games ever created uh my name is matt silverman i'm here as always with colette bennett uh the the writer streamer you've been covering game you've been covering the games biz a little bit you're you're working on that at the new job yes right yes um i think the street uh was really interested in covering more of the games business but without a person that better understands that they were kind of like in the dark so Mm -hmm. uh, i am the person that is building up that coverage and it has been fun to look at games a little bit more from the business angle um, I write a lot about Activision, and I have to hold my tongue all the time about <laughs> how much Bobby Kotick should go die in a fire. But you know, I try to I try to control myself and be professional as needed. So, disclaimer: uh, uh, all all viewpoints expressed on this unaffiliated podcast are are personal and do not reflect journalistic <laughs> right, standards. Right. Yes, if you uh, for some reason you read one of my articles, and then you were like, "Oh, she has a podcast." Uh, this is the unfiltered version that I can't. Uh, Put it, out into it's the, trick. Like, the I'm partially world. joking, but like you, you, you got to be careful with that shit. Which is, uh, you know, it's it's important to to be cautious, but also it's a world where oh, that tweet from six years ago, and now you're fired. You know, and and that's you know, you got to like I oh. had pr- I had um uh, colleagues, uh, good friends who are like who are not like these are really wonderful people, like not like questionable or problematic people you know what i'm saying and they were like yeah i have an app that deletes my tweets after one year i'm like oh my god Uh why they're like because i'm terrified that somebody someday will look back and and point out something that i said because they're you know they're 
not famous, but they're public. They're in the public eye as journalists. And so I found that very, uh, I don't know, very interesting. Very. Or you could have my problem where if you write about Activision Blizzard too much, Bobby Kotick's lawyers mail your email, your boss. Whoa, that's that's happening. Yeah, it has happened. Shit. It has happened. Are you allowed to to, to say that to talk about it? I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess I I can put it this way. I haven't stopped writing about them. Well, no, obviously, obviously that's not going to happen. But wowzers, I wonder if those are. Being those ceases and desists are being sent to media outlets in this regard. Wow. Uh, it, it would be my guess, but one cool thing about media that I guess I can openly share, just because, um, is that um, a lot of places that will like email you and be like, "Hey, I want you to take this down. This is not fair." And if you don't respond to them, or if you you reply and you're like, "Oh, well, here's the reasons we shouldn't take it down." You mm-hmm. never hear from them again. Now that didn't yeah. happen with Activision, but mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that like that was like a super common scare tactic. Yep. So yeah. Today I learned. Or <sighs> this year I learned. <laughs> there's um I don't remember if we talked about it at any length here, but um there's a fantastic YouTube channel that that perhaps some of our listeners would be familiar with, which is called People Make Games. Are you familiar with them at all? I'm familiar with it but i'm i don't i'm not like caught up with it or anything yeah yeah Uh, they do like really deep dive documentaries about game development and the like the the human stories behind uh video game development and such uh and it's it's they do an amazing job across their whole channel but they did this piece about roblox which is just this massive blind spot for like all of us like all all people our age, obviously. And like, you know, Fortnite's big, you know, Minecraft is big and you know, whatever Call of Duty is big, but like, you don't realize how fucking monstrous, uh, Roblox is in terms of like popularity and users or whatever. And they did this little poke, they, they poked the bear a little bit and they were like, what you know so kids are making their own games in roblox and then putting them up into an online marketplace for sale and then theoretically you can get a cut that you know the users uh, who create the games can get a cut if other people slash kids buy those games using their robux or whatever and so it's like this little um cottage industry of game development which on its face is like oh that's cool kids kids 12 year olds are learning game game development how Mm -hmm. educational and i think and it is Mm -hmm. but they were like but the split on this the revenue split on these games are is very much in favor of roblox and then there were some other layers that they peeled back of like they have a very um very uh, uh, I'm, i'm trying to find the right words like abusive is is might be too strong a word but like you, like, you know, when you smell a pyramid scheme and you're like, hey, if you get in on this, then you could make all this money and you could sign up for this. And there's just language in their marketing and in their mm-hmm. um, in their UX that is very like, hey, kids, you could be a famous mm-hmm. rich game developer. Come on in. And then kids k- spend hours and hours making games for other kids and then get like 
uh, uh, $2. Oh, you know what it was? It was the, um, uh, there's a whole thing in like, um, uh, labor stuff of like the, you work in a coal mine and you make two cents an hour. And then, oh, if you only make up to $5, you can only spend it in the coal mine store. So it forces the <laughs> people who work there to spend their paychecks on stuff owned by the company that employs them. And so that's basically what Roblox is doing of like, unless you cross a threshold of like $100, you can't cash out, so you have right. to spend it on like more Twitch. Roblox shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, oh, is that right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, anyway, I mean, yeah, they won't do payouts for you unless you hit a certain amount. But also, it's like if you think about it, like you get your payout, but then you're like, oh, well, should I put, you know, should I change my layout? Should I get new emotes? <laughs> should I do this? Should I do that? Should mm -hmm. I go? You know, and it's like it kind of, it, it kind of sort of goes back into itself as well. Right. Right. Uh, and I'm only bringing this up to, 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 uh, close the loop on the point you made about, uh, you know, poking the bear there, which is they put out one video and it was, it was quite alarming and popular in games media and among the audience and people who care about Roblox or who like, didn't know what the fuck was going on with Roblox. And then, uh, it stirred the pot a little bit. And so Roblox like sent them some angry stuff and then they were like, would you care to comment on this, this, and this? And basically it led them to make it led them to make a second video, which went way deeper down the rabbit hole to, mm -hmm. to expose much more abusive practices by Roblox uh, with, with, with regard to kids. And the second video went through the roof in terms of virality and reach and like, it was covered everywhere and i it the second video made me sit down and watch both videos and i'm talking like these videos are like 45 minutes each so i watched like a 2 hour documentary about what the fuck's going on with roblox and i was riveted i recommend these videos if you haven't checked them out by people mm -hmm. make games cuz like it it there are rules about how kids are allowed to use the internet like you're not allowed to use YouTube if you're under 13 or Facebook or Instagram. Like mm -hmm. you're not allowed to be on there and brands and marketers are not allowed to market to you. Like full stop. Like Kappa says, no, you cannot do that. And then you have, and now, so like we understand how social media and the internet works. And now you've got an entire social gaming platform with bajillions of children on it. Mm -hmm. And nobody seems to know what the fuck's going on over there. And the, this YouTube channel just pulled the curtain back and I was full Lord as, as many other people and probably listeners were too. So, yeah, I, 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 you know, so when I started at this job, you know, and I was like, okay, you know, what are these big companies I'm going to talk about? You know, what are the, what are the things that might be interesting to investors, you know, to people that mm -hmm, are you right. know, looking at businesses and how much they make. And cause that's your audience is uh -huh. like the business right. world, right? Right. Yeah. And so, you know, as I'm doing things, it's like, you know, I'm going, oh, okay, Roblox. Okay. Roblox is big. Mm. All right. All right. And you know, oh, Roblox is doing this. Okay. And so, you know, I've done one or two posts here or there. Cause a lot of places, a lot of people don't, I think know what that even still is unless your kids are playing it, me right. included, but then. And even I, then it's just your kids doing, doing whatever they do. Unless you're a kind of a plugged in parent, you're uh, there there is an ethos in parenthood that's like 
I I can't understand TikTok. I can't understand Roblox. <laughs> so I'm sure it's fine. You know what I mean? And, right. and we really work hard to not be those people, but it's right. very hard to, right. to grapple with that. Right. No, it, I, I agree. I think it really is. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, um, shit. So, so yeah, it, uh, it's, it's crazy, but I remember like, I had to do something that was like supplementary. It wasn't the whole post wasn't about Roblox, but like okay. I, I kind of went looking and like everything you just said, like slowly dawned on me. And I was like, you know, all businesses are evil. Capitalism is evil. Like, like if you yeah. think anyone's ever founding anything big for any good reason, you are wrong. But that, but that like fine, sell your widgets or fine, sell your media or your games. But basically the thesis here was like, the entire Roblox ecosystem is run on unpaid child labor, like full stop. Like you can't right. deny that after you understand how the machinery works and right. nobody has been suing or legislating or whatever. Like ah, it really blew me away. It really yeah. did. Yeah, no, for sure. It's crazy. And we could probably spend an entire episode like, debunking it all but um, honestly it would, i not. would love let's not right now but i would love to bring someone on and maybe that's maybe it is a journalist or a youtuber or someone or someone in in the industry who is like yeah i'm i've been covering something a blind mm -hmm. spot that we have a roblox or a mobile ecosystem or something that's like you ain't seen shit until we pull back this curtain and you realize What's going on? It doesn't be negative. It could be like, oh my God, there's so many people playing something and we, we, who, who knew, you know, um, that I, I love that stuff. So uh, perhaps we could seek that out, uh, in the future. Yeah. I like that idea too. Actually, we shall discuss this right. thing. Shall discuss it off the line, but, but right, right now we are going to talk about much more important things, which is what are you dear listeners? What are you playing? Well, G -g 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 we both agreed because, of course, as usual, we asked the Discord, um, and I we both kind of were like, "Oh wow, this is a really interesting thought from our um, community member Pedro Cortez." He says, "I finished the Chrono Cross remaster, and well, it's complicated. Performance-wise, this was a terrible experience from start to finish. Even on the Switch, there's no excuse for a 23-year-old game to have extensive, repeated slowdown. It would be Amen. nearly unplayable at points without the speed-up feature, and even then, certain areas just suck." On the other hand, I was reminded how much I love Chrono Cross as a whole and that it's a game fans of old Square should absolutely play. This was such wow. like a, like a, this was literally like a thorned rose to me, this whole yeah. thing that he wrote. <laughs> well said. Because I, I really, you know, was so excited for this remaster and I really wanted to play it. And it was like high up on my list of things to do. You know, it came out and I was like, okay, I'm going to get it. I, I'm not really fully free right now, but when I am free, you know, I'm going to hop back into it. And I did start it because I like, couldn't help myself. You know, I was like, uh, I have to try just for a second, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And so I played a little and I was like, oh, I just love this era of Squaresoft so much. I got to have those moments. And then, you know, I was like, okay, I'm not going to pick it back up until I have time. And that that hasn't happened yet, right? But, you know, I've been looking forward to, to doing that. And so it's like, uh, as much as I'm like, you know, yes, it's a game I'd love to go back and play. Another part of me is like, I don't want to go through that shit. Like, I don't want to 
to go through yeah. like like slowdown and and stuff that is unplayable. And I like I don't I, and I know myself. I don't have any patience when it comes to this stuff either. So I don't think I would right. stick with it. So it's just yeah. it's I'm glad to hear it just so I don't waste time. But another part of me is like, God, that's a bummer. <laughs> I, it it is a bummer, and I keep asking this question. And perhaps this is a question for Pedro, or or something that could be sort of uh, sussed out online. But like, if it's just emulating the game exactly as it was in its time, and for you having the precise, exact experience of a PS2 era game or whatever it is, um, and and then and just knowing that going in, there's something. It's not great, but it, there's something. Um, there's something acceptable about that. It's hard to it's hard to articulate exactly why. But uh, but conversely, if this played reasonably well on its original hardware, and now this is just like a shitty port that doesn't work on a modern system, but they were like, ah, no one will notice. Publish it anyway. That's a different beast, and uh, that's not something I would I would be interested in paying money for, even if I had nostalgia for it. You know? Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's like, I mean, look, here's the thing. I played it in 1999. I have no idea mm-hmm. how it ran, but I feel like oh, if course. I, you know, if I had it, if I had it on the original system, I think it was PlayStation one. If I had it, you know, I'm sure if I was playing it on that system, it, I would be like, God, this is so slow. God, these fights take forever. Like, I think I would struggle with just the, you know, the gap of time and how much things have changed in games. Like, I find mm-hmm. it super tough to go back to even some of my favorite really old games. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I think it, it speaks that, volumes to, you know, The Legend of Zelda for NES that I go back to that game and never feel that. Never feel that. Right. Oh, because it's God. such a it has such a momentum to it. Yeah. And and I do want to clarify, like, I I think I, I don't want to speak for Pedro, but when when he's saying slow down, I think we're talking about performance related stuttering. Oh, no. Or, no, no, no. That's you know. how I understood it. But like, I don't mm-hmm. want to deal with that either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? So it's like, uh So, I mean, reading that makes me go, man, I spent the money on this game, but, like, would it be better for me to just, like, watch a YouTube recap of, like, the whole thing and sure. with the cutscenes versus trying to play through it myself? Because, you know, I just, yeah. Anyway, so kind of a bummer, but I'm glad that I heard the feedback, you know, uh, from Pedro about it. So I kind of know what to expect if I do get into it. And I'm, I would never advocate piracy at all, but you better believe that there is a community out there so devoted to this, uh, what sounds like a beautiful game that like somebody will get it running with some sort of mod on a PC or whatever. And it's like, Hey, imagine if you could play Chrono Cross at 60 frames a second. Well, now you can, because I fixed it, you know, like, so like, all right, you bought it, you bought it on switch but now you could play it and it's a really nice experience like that if it doesn't exist already it's it's certainly coming so um yeah you know yeah there's there's, always hope there's always hope because i I, correct me if i no i'm thinking of something else it 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 was it came to the west it wasn't a japanese only thing so there it's not Mm -hmm. like we finally got the translation i'm thinking of earthbound that's what i'm thinking about yeah yeah no no it came out finally a yeah yeah so so yeah well you know keep keep us posted if you just if you are just sitting around one day and you're like okay i'm ready to go back and i mean i might i mean i'm game. about to have a week off like i might yeah yep. <laughs> you know it, it is yep. possible so uh mm-hmm. we shall see what happens 
but honey brew says and i'm intrigued by this as well i've been tinkering around with a second playthrough of elden ring Uh, he had said previously that he finished it after 100 and some hours 140 hours maybe uh and uh, working on a pure melee build, it's a whole different experience when done as a sword and shield game. And I really, I love that. I really yeah. love that. I so rarely do it, but um, uh, the playing Monster Hunter recently has has opened my eyes to like, I play this game one way for 80 hours and wow, I sure did play this game. And then I changed weapons once and I'm like, Oh my God, it's a completely different video game. Um, And I, so I really am intrigued by this Elden uh, ring second go around. Uh, So please keep us posted on that. And I, I have been relatedly like Elden ring is at the top of my sort of like, getting ready to playlist, like making room in my life to play it. And it continues to not be, there has not been like a performance patch on PC, like a significant one. So I'm still, I have been hesitant, but in a bizarre twist of fate, there is something about, you know, the steam deck is just a PC, but there's something about limiting the frame rate and, um, and they there's something about the way the shaders get cached or something they did something on the the valve did something on the steam deck that allows elden ring to run a bit better on a on a fucking handheld game boy machine versus your 3090 pc i don't exactly know how or why but point is i'm waiting for a steam os update to move from beta to the stable branch and what it does and I, I mentioned this on last week's episode it allows you to change the refresh rate of the screen and people are raving they're like playing elden ring at 30 frames that's eh, kind of mushy it kind of the timings are a little off it's kind of sluggish playing at 40 frames per second is magic wow. and so i think that might be my gateway into Elden Ring and Souls games, full stop. And it's going to be on a Steam Deck. And like, it's wild. It's so fucking weird that that's where we are. But I I think it's pretty rad. Wow. That is that is pretty cool, actually. I I just wish that you could just sit me down and be like, okay, I'm going to have you play some game you like you know, at this lesser frame rate, and then I'm going to tweak it and you're going to play it at this better frame rate. I wish you could like show me that experience in real time so I could like understand it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard. It's actually, that's interesting. The only way you could do it is by limiting on your PC, which is cumbersome, or playing something on your PC, then hopping over and playing the exact same game on Switch, you know, knowing that it ran at a different frame. And even then, it's not one-to-one. But I guess the the complexity here, which I am equally... I am both excited about the Steam Deck and also like it's not for everyone. Like I'm saying this, those two things simultaneously is that every game becomes a recipe of like, well, I want to play this for three hours. So if I want to get the battery life, then I got to limit the frames to 30, but it performs really good at 60. So maybe I'll ramp it up and turn the resolution. It's like this mix and match combination of like, how is how am I going to play this game and enjoy it the most for me in my moment in life? Right. And 
you don't get those options on a console, but you do right. get those options on the deck. On and that yeah. is such an interesting thing. Right. In my Definitely. Brain. No, so. totally. And like, I am the worst, right? I'm a person who like will never fiddle with anything. And like, I'm going to play it exactly, you know, as the default is whatever that is. Yeah. And if that's not you good, should. I'm more likely to quit the game than I am mm-hmm. to be like, well, maybe I could fiddle with this. And like, my husband has been like, oh, like he's literally been like, I, I just try this. Like you could make this doable. But like, once mm-hmm. again, when it comes to games, I have no patience. It's the worst. But so I literally no, will just be like, fuck thing. this. <laughs> because, you know, I, Patrick will probably agree. Like, you know, I've only had this thing for a week and a half, two weeks. I've spent more time testing things and tweaking things than I have playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> Am I having fun? No, I'm learning and understanding this device. Uh, uh, so one day I will have fun playing video games on it. Sure. But it's not today. So sure. you're 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 better off in a way, in so many ways <laughs> it, it, than suffering this disease that we have. <laughs> so I'm going to pop into the next person. Alex Bebop mm-hmm. says taking a chrono trigger break to play the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition. I never played the original since I've never had a great PC, so I knew I had to check out its console debut when it released last week. (laughs) Excuse me. I finally understand all love it received back in 2013 with its unique multiple endings, hilarious narration, and all-too-real meta commentary on video games in general. It is quite good. Yeah. (laughs) He wrote good, G-U-D. Good. Um, I have not played Stanley Parable and it's been like in a list of like things I really do need to play forever. Um, so this kind of made me go, ah, gosh, you really, you really do need to, to pick that up at some point. And I, as I recall, I don't think Stanley Parable is too long. I could be wrong. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm ashamed to admit that I have seen a lot, all the praise and uh, given it all the respect it's due. I don't even know like what genre it is or what it's about. I have, I have almost no concept of this game. So basically um, you play a silent protagonist named Stanley. um, And, and and the only reason I know this by the way, is because after I saw his comment, I literally Googled it to remember. Um, Good. But uh, basically, like, your character gets confronted with, like, all these different diverging pathways of choice. Um, you And you have a narrator. And so, like, if you listen to the narrator, things go in one day, day go in one way. And if you don't listen to the narrator and you disobey, like, purposely, that gets incorporated into the story and you'll get, like, a different ending. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. So um, that, I thought, was pretty interesting. But, like, the uh, the game, like takes place in an office building you're an employee like and something happens that like you don't know what to do about and that's how it all starts so um yeah i really i really do want to play it actually Uh, i'm pulling up a video just to because like again i'm like is it first person it appears to be first person so it's 3d i you know i don't know why in my brain i was conflating this with papers please which is a more of a you know, uh, 2D top down, like you look at, you know, looking at menus and documents and things like that. But that's obviously not what this is. Yeah, I've never seen this game in action ever. So the idea of playing it on Switch or, or now maybe on the deck is, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, so maybe I need perfect. to grab this. If you, could, if you could fire it up on the debt, 
debt deck. I can't talk tonight. (laughs) Words are hard. Okay, adding to the list. Here we go. Stanley Parable. I'm hoping the (laughs) console version and the Switch version is uh, getting well is well received because, like you know, PC games moving over can be awesome or it can be Mm -hmm. uh, poopy, poopy. So I hope I hope you have a good time. Awesome or poopy. Awesome or poopy. Uh, Tricky Love, a fairly new member of the community, uh, who I've been en- I've enjoyed chatting with, uh, is saying Rogue Legacy Two over the last few days. I really like Rogue Legacy One, uh, and this feels like more Rogue Legacy with new classes, areas, and enemies. I don't think there is uh, really that much different. It doesn't feel like a different game. Just one of those games that is more. Which you know, as someone who likes game one and wants more uh i always love a sequel that gives gives me more of that uh and as a fan of roguelikes roguelikes and lights uh there's just too many of them so i've never gotten around to rogue legacy but i i do like the 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 the, the style and the premise of it so it sounds like a good time yeah for sure and as a only mildly related note um <laughs> tricky love is new to our server but is a friend that has been in my life for like a gazillion years we went to comic-con together like god forever ago so anyway happy that he's in the server now so you're saying he's a plant <laughs> i mean not a purposeful one <laughs> <laughs> Doxana has been playing Guilty Gear XRD. I hope that's how you say it right. She says it's like a fighting game. It's sort of an older game because the sequel to it came out recently, but it has a ton of characters that play different from each other and a bunch of cool moves you can do. I main Jack O and Dizzy and I know. I have never played a Guilty Gear game because I am fucking abysmal at all fighting (laughs) games. Abysmal. So bad. So I I just don't. I just don't even try. But hey, you know, I'm really glad that she's having fun. Yep. I I am trying. I don't know. Street Fighter 2 for the SNES. uh, That was a moment in time. And there was a there was a uh, like if you were a kid probably slash a boy at, in the in the late 80s early 90s then like there was a gathering around the super nintendo to fight against your friends in street fighter you know and that was my like introduction to fighting games and then there were many other like iterations of fighting games that were not as good and then mortal kombat came out which was i was not really interested in and then like i don't know i just didn't find fighting games compelling but then smash brothers was very fun and silly and my kids liked it so that kind of reminded me that fighting games are super fun if you have people to play with with but i have almost zero not like you like you i have almost zero (laughs) knowledge or skill of the whole rest of that world uh despite it being big and fascinating yeah, like I, I think of I have a friend who's very into the fighting game community. It's like his primary mm-hmm. gaming passion. And for me, it is like a type of game where I feel like it's such a deep hole. You know, it's kind of like 
deciding that you're going to watch and or read all of like the one piece anime or manga Mm -hmm. and being like, well, I'm never, I'm never coming out of this hole. Um, and I, I, I've never, I've just never been drawn enough to like, want to like get into that hole. And then the few times I've tried fighting games, I've been bad at them because I don't have you know, a lot of experience playing and I'm not willing to put the time in to get, get you got to put the time in. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like if, if I was, if I was truly passionately drawn to fighting games, then I would have already been, you know, I would have, it would have been like pistol whip. I would have been drawn to put the time in, Yeah, yeah but yeah. I never was. Right. Okay. So it's like, that's okay so with me. Here's, you know? Okay. So here's my question for you. And, and I'm thinking about it. And like you said, in terms of pistol learning games with deep learning curves that have a competitive, like I've never been a competitive online player, but that, but as I've said, when Star Wars Squadrons came out, it was like a spiritual successor to games that I really, really cared about as a kid. And then it was like ranked leaderboard team k- gameplay. And I became obsessed with like how to play on a team and win. And so for me, the gateway drug was flying an X-Wing. You know, that was like something that got me into competitive gaming. And so I can't I can't think of a fighting game franchise. I'm like, I don't care about Marvel. I don't care about Street Fighter anymore. You know, Smash Brothers is fun and cute, but like, oh, I can take it or leave it. Is there a thing? Is there a franchise that would that you care about where you'd be like, if they made a something fill in the blank fighting game, I'm yeah. in there. You know what I mean? Persona, and they made it, and I, I mm-hmm. didn't care. Right. I tried to care, and care. I was like, if I don't care <laughs> about playing the Persona characters in a fighting game, I am never going to care. So yeah, yeah. no. Okay, no. so then and there's no hope. Prior to that, I think there was a Final Fantasy fighting game at one point in time, like a long really? time ago. Yeah, really? I think it was for PSP, as I recall, but I can't remember okay. the name that's, of it. But you could like, right. you know, you could be like, oh, I'm going to be Sephiroth, but I'm going to fight like, <laughs> I don't know, like Terra or something. And right. like, it'd be like, sure. okay, you can do that. And I, at the time, I thought maybe this is the game to get me into fighting games, but it wasn't. It wasn't. There are... This is only tangentially related, but there are, are a handful of like mobile gotcha ish types of games that are f- they are Final Fantasy IP, but it's like, hey, play the quest and then unlock a character. And then if you want to like spend your gems to roll another character, you could get Sephiroth or you could get Terra or you could get Sid and whatever. And it's like, think of any Final Fantasy game that's ever happened and you want to collect them all. And it's like, yeah, I, I get it. Uh, funny we were talking about guilty pleasure mobile games before we started and thinking about hey could we do that and like i have dabbled in those in those like long ago those final fantasy what the hell is it called brave exvius or one of those where it's like it's a mobile final fantasy like go on quests and clear the dungeon and level up and everything but you could get your favorite your favorite pals in your in your roster like yeah, yeah i get it I get that. Also, just a side note that I Googled because I couldn't remember the name and was curious, and it was Final Fantasy Dissidia. Never heard of this. Yeah, D I S S I D A. Yeah, and uh, it was it was a fighting game according to Google with role playing elements. Um, it came out in two thousand eight. And it was on the PSP. It was part of the yeah. campaign for the Final Fantasy twentieth anniversary. Interesting. TIL, yes. learning something every day. Today you learned. 
Today I learned uh, Dick McVengeance says Kirby has been the only thing I've been able to put some time into just with everything else going on in life. It's one game where I can shut off my brain for a little while and just get nothing but dopamine for a while. Word for word what I experienced. And honestly, when I read this comment, I was like, God, I wish I could erase my memory of playing it so I could have this experience (laughs) again, because that was like a really nice like getaway for like a little while. Sure you know, was. Just like, uh, hey, man, you know, work was kind of tough, maybe. But like, I am just going to play Kirby and just be high on joy. Yes. This Dick McVengeance's summary of this game is l- it's literally what this game is. It's it's a, <laughs> it's a joy plate bomb of dope. It's a joy bomb. It's a plate of dopamine. Here you are. As, as we've discussed, it was just joyful to. um uncover the the things that you could do in this very like linear like turn off your brain game side note you said you finished it and then my question there is like are you proceeding to the post game stuff do you want to uh you know i (laughs) i actually didn't i actually did something i thought was kind of funny um (laughs) i finished the game because i was like okay matt told me i i just i gotta have this experience you gotta see you gotta see this thing yeah, finished the game completely, beat the boss, promptly deleted the game. Like, yeah. <laughs> immediately. Why did and I do enough. this? Right, why did I do this? Well, the reason I did it was because our Switch is pretty full, and I was like, well, <laughs> that's that one thing, room. right? But then the other thing was that I was like, okay, like, I, it was so funny. I enjoyed it, but it was almost like an errand at the same time, because I was like, you know, I really, really, really want to finish this because I want to put all my attention on Ghostwire, which, by the way, I have yet to Mm -hmm. fully do, (laughs) in case you were wondering. (laughs) Um, And and so I don't know why I was so, like, efficient about it, but I was like, yep, that's done. Delete. (laughs) Yep. I, I fully relate. I have games to get to. So once this is credits roll. We're moving on. I yeah, I'm with you. I've done the same. Uh, I leave it installed for the kids because my son it's 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 a catch-22 because he likes playing it but he's getting to a difficulty curve that he can't do and so putting that game on for him is like i'm going to be interrupted in 10 minutes with crying because he can't beat the the what is it um, i'm sure that sounds super sweet to me and it's probably like crazy annoying to you after like enough rounds of he you know just if if i'm gonna put on a screen then like I don't want to see you for a while. I got work to do. So like the idea of putting it on so that he can get frustrated and then come cry is not the solution we are looking for. What right. it's the amusement park, the amusement park level, which is it's got a lot of like obstacles that you can't like blast your way through. Uh, you have to really jump that. over them and yeah, avoid them. That. And he just doesn't, he doesn't quite have the, um, the dexterity, I suppose, to, to get, to get a handle on it. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah so. I get that. I do get that. That's, that's what everybody's it. playing. That's what everyone's playing. Uh, love hearing your, uh, your your thoughts and your thoughts and prayers on video games. So please send them <laughs> into our Discord server. Uh, the link is always in the show notes. We got to get a vanity URL. I don't know how if you got to upgrade to Nitro or something or get boosted or whatever. But we I could, think you do. You know, yeah, something like that, right? Something but, like um, that. You can get the, the the janky URL in the show notes of every single episode. So come on in. 
<laughs> and tell us what you're playing. But uh, now that we're here, what are you playing uh, on this so the, fine, fine week? The funny thing about this is that I'm not really playing much of anything right now. Like, I feel Ooh. like the last... I know! I feel like the last couple of weeks has kind of sucked because, like, I wanted to play things, but... And, like, my arm has been doing better lately, so I could be playing things. But, like, I just haven't... Ah, it's weird. It's like... I was talking to another friend today and she was like, you know, sometimes I just get into these phases where like, I don't, you know, do a certain type of media. Like I'm just not in the mood for like television shows or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. I do that. And like, I'll be like, oh, I just want to read or, oh, I just want to watch TV shows or, oh, I just want to play games. And as much as I'm like passionate about games, I don't know. It's funny too, because I'm like, okay, I, I wanted to finish Kirby and move on so much that I deleted the damn game the moment I finished it. <laughs> but like, then like i'm like okay i have i have time for you know tokyo ghostwire now and like sorry go, uh, ghostwire tokyo i mean and mm, and mm -hmm. like i'm not playing it and actually it's been making me go well am i really like am i really enjoying right. the game or like is right. what we were talking uh, right. about where like there's not the story is not mm -hmm. like pulling me back so therefore i'm like yeah whatever you know because you want to feel obsessed. You want to feel like right. I can't wait for work to be done so I can get back to this. Yes. And uh, it's that. not pulling you. No, I it's get not. It. And that sucks because it's like I, I did enjoy it at first. And like, does it mean I'm totally done with it? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm right. not sure that it necessarily does mean that. But uh, I I definitely am like, OK, well, you know. If I'm not, if I'm not having the experience of, you know, the excitement of, of playing, then, then maybe that is telling me that I had fun with it. And I'm now hitting a point where I'm like, okay, I had my fun and I'm not particularly feeling drawn back, you know, to keep going. It, which is, you know, it is fine and good. And also, uh, it never ceases to be a little bit of a bummer because you were really hyped about this game. It has every, it has all the things that you love and you also loved it. You are, you enjoyed it. And yeah. yet it's like, ah, meh, meh. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Things, it's like, but there are worse things, but, but yeah, it's kind of, so I think I'm in that weird kind of floaty place where like, I have some things to play. Like I've been thinking one thing that's been coming back to my mind. Cause like, okay, I played the Norco demo and I was like, okay, yeah. really fascinating game, but like, I don't want to sit at my computer too much right now. So maybe I'll get back to it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I've got a device for you. <laughs> right. Of course. So I was like, okay, I was like, well, you know, I'll get back to it or I'll buy it at some point. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, actually Norco's on Game Pass. I was like, oh shit. Okay, cool. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to buy it actually. So, you know, went promptly to Game Pass, downloaded it, was like, okay, want to play it, but don't want to sit at my computer excessively. Um, yeah. So yeah, like at, at that point, um, you know, then it's like, okay, well, <laughs> what do what do we're, I do with this now? So, I relate to this so hard. We're so old, you know what I mean? And I think it's also the work <laughs> from home lifestyle. But like, you know, if if we were kids and there was a game we wanted to play, I don't care if I'm playing it on a fucker toaster. Like, I'm playing it now. Like, I must play it. 
And yeah. now we're so old and crotchety and spoiled that we're like, oh, I have to sit here. No, well, you know, I'm never going to play this game. I really like. You you just made me think, though, if I went to an office and I mm-hmm. played, would <laughs> I could I come home and be like, oh, it's a different screen that I've been at all day. And like, I, I want to play it I, then. I think so. I don't. I, mean, I can't sense. speak for you, Weirdly, but I think there is something about that. Yes, the, your brain like I, is like, I'm home. I'm in a comfortable place now versus I'm in the working place now. Right. That makes sense. Like I almost feel because I think about it, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, when I used to work in an office um, long ago, uh, you know, I would come home and I would play video games. Then I didn't have. I mean, I, I did sometimes play them on my computer, but I had a laptop at the time to play on, not you know what I have now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's interesting to think about, you know? So, I mean, I do think the Steam Deck is going to wholly solve this problem for me. So I just kind of focus on, well, you know, that's, that's what it'll be, you know, this particular problem. But now that we're saying, you're saying this and we know this to be true and we're talking about, oh, PC gaming, whatever, you know, and how, and the Steam Deck solving it, but like, and the Switch was already crazy popular before the pandemic, but I have no data to back this up, but there's something else there of like now we're all working from home we're all burnt out from sitting at our computers all day yeah and there was and i think there was there's something about well i still want to play so let me take this tiny little handheld and i can go anywhere else i can leave my living room where i've been working i can leave the office where i've been working and i can play it in bed i can play it outside and you know the switch did not need a pandemic to make it popular but like I wonder how many people in this world were like, this fits my life in a way that I never knew I needed, but now I can't live without it. Like yeah. I could, I can say for sure, that's me. I can't be alone in that equation of no. gaming lifestyle, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally, totally agree with that. Um, and, you know, I guess we'll continue to see, right? Because it's like, you know, we know that the, you know, as the Steam Deck becomes more readily available to more people, you know, I think you'll see more and more people that are like, I'm PC gaming, but like with the way I game with my Switch. And I think that will definitely make a huge impact. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't know how other people are like, I don't I don't know too much about how other people are like. You know, how are other people doing who sit at a desk? I should actually, we should ask the Discord this. So if you think that you want to respond to this, uh, yeah, listeners, you know, like, uh, you know, tell us in like the, 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 the podcast channel, you know, like if you work at a computer all day and if you do, are you cool? Like doing more computer gaming at night or like, do you have a tough time with it? Like, especially if you work at home, but I mean, if you mm-hmm. work, you know, at, if you go to an office too, like, I, I think it would just be really interesting to, to hear that. Yeah, there's even something about using a mouse and keyboard for games that is also like, oh, man, I don't want to do that. I want to do it the cool, fun way, you know? Yeah, that's um, that's one really tough thing for me. Like, I can do it, but, like, I want a controller because I yeah. that's how I've played games my whole life. So it's like, why yeah. would I, you know, be like, oh, yeah, wow, I love adapting to this. It's like, no, I fucking hate this, you know, and unless, <laughs> unless I'm playing a visual novel or Diablo like where all I have to really do is click, 
Like I'm annoyed. Yeah, but even Diablo is, was so nice on a controller when it finally uh, uh, made its it way was, over. It was. And that's one of the few games that I played over the years on a computer, like mm-hmm. regularly played on a computer. Um, so speaking, like I'm itching, I'm thinking about, like, I want something that's like, I'm going to sink my brain all the way into on the steam deck and uh, path of exile is an MMO in the action RPG Diablo style, but apparently is not like the dumb turn off your brain game. It's like the, Oh my God, I need 400 wikis open to even like start the game or whatever. And you know, that appeals to me. And so the, uh, and, but it always, it is historically, I don't, think it's ever been on console and it is has always been a keyboard and mouse game like diablo traditionally was and they just recently implemented uh controller support just in general which then means that people on the steam deck are like oh my god it's i can play path of exile on the couch it's amazing you know so there might be some crack cocaine there in my future (laughs) i don't know yet yeah you know it's funny uh you know we both are 80 years and i find that you know both of us over time like you know we can play a bunch of different games but really what we're seeking is the game that like like holds tight and doesn't let go like something that really fully obsesses us and i'm just like you don't "Ah." you don't have it because you because you were like ghostwire was gonna maybe be something like that and you're like well take it or leave it i'm like damn I know. I'm sorry it's that wasn't so, the game for you. It's so frustrating. It's just like, ah, oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, until until the next obsession, right? Like, you know, what can and I'm you having do? Insa- I'm having insane choice paralysis because now I can play anything anywhere. And, and you're I like, no but there's so many do. things to play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. tough. I mean, you could do what I sometimes see my husband do, which is like sit down at the computer on a weekend, like try a bunch of stuff and be like, hmm, no, not in the mood for that. Hmm. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> you know, and like I'm always like amazed by the fact that he can do that because I I don't do that as well for some reason. Like, yeah. you know, being like, oh, yeah, let me sit down and like try some things, you know. Um, yep. I don't know why that is, but it is. No, I get that. I get that. And I, I think I am more like you than he is. I, I, it's about brain power. It's like, I gotta, I gotta put my brain all the way into the thing I'm doing. And so I I don't know, I can't just do it for five minutes. I have to really give it an hour and change to, to know, uh, you know, so. Yeah, no, I totally get that. The, the, it was certainly that you were talking about like, the gaming configuration of your life, you know, asking our listeners. And so it's like, do you go, do you really make a point to go to the couch? There was something else there that I wanted to touch on, but now it's escaping me. So perhaps we'll come back to it. Um, so, you know, maybe if you stop playing so much tennis, you could play more video games. (laughs) It would be so, so I mean, at least then I could be like, well, there's a reason that I have this tennis elbow issue, but no, <laughs> I'm no. such a great fact, athlete and I don't you know, have time. Honestly, for games. it's probably a combination. I probably have it from a combination of video games and using a keyboard, which in the internet, yeah. which is pretty funny if you think about it's, it. And it sucks because like, what else? <laughs> like you can't stop doing those things. So like, what are we going to do? Uh, I mean, I won't stop doing those things is perhaps a more, you know, I refuse <laughs> to ever stop doing those things. But, uh, yeah. So, (laughs) 
But yeah, so that's about it for me. Um, luckily, however, um, I am going on vacation starting next week for my birthday week. And yeah. I uh, 180% am planning to um, fuck off and play video games uh, during that time. Also, a quick aside that I almost forgot about. So a couple days ago, I heard about a game. I don't remember how I heard about it, but um, I heard about a game called Ravenous Devils. Oh, you know what? I clicked into mm. it out of curiosity on the Switch store, and there's a demo, but it's a horror cooking simulator. So kind of think, <laughs> kind of think like like um, my, Googling, my husband's furious Googling Ravenous what? <laughs> uh, devils? Ravenous Devils. So kind of think like. Um, uh, like Jack the Ripper kind of air. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> I think my husband said like, oh, so a Jack the Ripper cooking simulator. I was like, I mean, yeah, kind of. Um, but, you know, naturally, right? I'm like, oh, man, I love cooking games and I love horror games. So I was like, this, this right. actually looks really, really, really fun. Um, Turn of the century, uh, you know, early 1900s Europe. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jack, the, it, Jack the Ripper era, but then also... Um, Sweeney Todd, where it's like the barber. That's the bigger one, Sweeney Sweeney Todd. Yeah, that's what he said, actually. Um, Okay. There's a demo on Steam, so There's a demo on Steam, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm actually going to download that. See, and one interesting thing about me is that while I feel overwhelmed by the idea of trying a bunch of different games, like the full games, if I have demos to try, I'm more likely to sit down at my computer and dedicate an hour to be like, oh, I want to try the demo, you know, versus Uh like, Oh, I have to choose one of these full games that I own. I don't know why that is. It's almost like playing the demo is like a to-do thing for me to tick off. And I yeah, do good with it, those. <laughs> there's a, there's a psychological difference between I bought this game and now I have to commit to it versus, oh, it's just a demo. Well, whatever. I could try a demo. Right. Exactly. It's crazy. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, that... This is I fucking heard of, dark, this thing. Yeah, Holy right? Shit. I was like, this looks pretty fun. So I don't know if it will be good or not, but I think I'm definitely going to try, you know, the demo just to see what I think of it. So very positive, uh, very, very positive uh, reviews on yeah. user reviews on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, huh. So it's a game about murdering people in, you know, some sort of hotel or, you know, barbershop or whatever. And then cooking cooking them into food. And uh-huh. then the top review says, good game to practice. <laughs> Dude, honestly, sometimes I think that what we should do for an entire episode is just go on Steam and find funny user comments and read them. <laughs> it really is the best. It's the like, best. I have laughed harder at some of the things I have read in the Steam comments than I have read, like, like in so many other things. They're good. They're yeah, really good. It's good. They're good. And they're good at whatever algorithms are finding the good stuff. They're they're always at the top as 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 you do. So indeed. Indeed. So anyway, Great. what are you okay. playing? All right. I well, before I, I start with what I'm playing, I need to um come here to confessional and ask for <laughs> permission and forgiveness from you Ooh. to stop playing uh some games okay the first one the first one is uh inscription which i really like and everyone in this goddamn world loves i think it's a fantastic game and now to your point as you've made uh here uh and it's very a very good one 
Um, I don't. I no longer need to sit at my computer to play Inscription, a keyboard and mouse game. It is a wonderful, wonderful experience on the Steam Deck. And I am frustrated because I just cannot gauge whether I'm making progress at all. And, and I don't know if that's a me problem or whatever, but like, you know, we've, we've discovered, we've talked about the fact that, oh, it's a, it's a deck builder, but it's a rogue like, so you lose against this mysterious creature, man, whoever, and then you start again, but like, some things change and some new things unlock and maybe you get new cards, but like, I just can't perceive whether the new stuff that I'm acquiring is good or valuable. And I don't understand how to implement it into a strategy. So what I end up doing is like, I play it, I go in again on another run and I do about as well and then die. And then I'm like, I don't want to do this again. Cause I have no idea if it's going to get better, I just, yeah. if there was some inkling of forward progress, then I would feel motivated to keep going. I just can't perceive it. And I just don't know, you know, I know a lot of people love this game uh, and have finished it. And I don't know if I'm going to finish it. I, I might just have to, to bail. And it, I mean, um, you I know, feel like this is the, the most important time to say, you know, to revisit the conversation of, you know, it's, perfectly okay to enjoy a game for a period of time and then be done with mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, the same, the same way. And I was talking to my husband about this earlier today, the same way that like there are relationships where you're like, that served a really <laughs> good purpose for a period of time. And now I'm done with that relationship. I think that games can be, you know, the same thing. I do. I'm serious. Like yes, you're, it, it, you're, you're we were 100% having, correct. like a ser- an actual conversation about how people regard success of a relationship. Hmm. And I was like, I think it's so Mm -hmm. interesting that the only measurement of success that most humans use for relationships is whether you're still together, because I think there are many, have we we been here? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, Oh man, like I, I, I definitely like would hate to have that be like the only measurement of what is a success. Because when I look back at things that have, you know, happened to me and (laughs) you know, we were just laughing about this. I said, you know, one of my most successful relationships was with a person who like screwed me over really bad because Hmm. that kind of illuminated some other things that I really needed to look at in my own life. And it wasn't Hmm. not for that person. I don't know if I ever would have ended up in the exact path that I'm on now. So, (laughs) you know, for me, it was like, that was a massive success as a relationship, even though it completely flopped, you know, as a romance. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, that was just a really interesting line of conversation and I'm getting kind of off the topic, but my point is you had your no. romance with the game. It's <laughs> totally okay to be like, this part's pissing me off. I'm done. So you are 100% correct and you are very wise. And what I'm hearing you say is that, um, we're done here. This podcast is over and you're moving on. And I, and that's okay. I understand. Wait, I thought you were going to talk about more games that you needed permission to quit. Yes, I do. Okay. So I'm going to set, um, inscription aside and I do hope to come back to it. But like you said about Ghostwire, I was like, day is over. I have this exciting new steam deck and I can't wait to play on it. And I'm like, I should really finish inscription and nothing about it is compelling me to come back to it. So 
With your permission, I'm putting this aside. And now here's my other sadness is that I like triangle strategy. I think the story is good. I think the tactics are good. I think the gameplay is good. And I also think it is very boring. And I'm disappointed that I cannot stay awake while playing this game. It just, it's not drawing me in. Here's an interesting thing that I discovered. Uh, and, and I think there are some folks who have dabbled in triangle strategy. I'm, I mean, I hit a difficulty wall where I'm like, I've played this battle four times. Uh, Mathematically, there is no fucking way for me to overcome this. I just don't know. There's no, I've tried six different strategies. I don't understand it. I'm getting clobbered every time. And the, it's like recommended level should be 18. And I'm only, my, my characters are like 15, 16. So I'm like, what the hell? The story is linear. Like you could choose different paths, but like, there was no like optional battles that I could have done to grind, to level up, to get to the, I'm like, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. And I have now, I've realized um, that there, you can kind of go to your encampment and level up your weapons and level up your whatever. And I'm like, I'm out of money and I'm out of materials. Like there's no way to improve my characters and there's yeah. no way to gain experience. I'm stuck. And what I did not realize is that there's a vendor at the encampment that does like mock battles. I thought these were tutorials. I thought these were like, uh, hey, try to do battles and then you'll learn the mechanics of the game. And I'm like, well, I don't need to do that. Like, I know what to do. I just, I'm not leveled up enough. Turns out you can play the mock battles over and over again and get gold materials and level up. And now, so now I'm like, oh, great. And now all these mock battles are super easy because I'm overleveled for those and I'm underleveled for the story. So now I'm just sleepwalking through all these mock battles and it feels nice to like upgrade my characters and, and also learn how all of the characters work because the game did not explain how rando merchant dude like uses items to win battle. Like I didn't. It just did not explain itself. So I'm simultaneously bored and confused and now backtracking. And and again, I'm like, I would really like to see where this story goes. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not compelled. And simultaneously I had purchased uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim uh, oh, on the yeah. recommendation of um, a variety of, of, you know, articles and podcasts and influential people that I follow who are like, this game is so good. And then people in our discord, uh, Alex Bebops was saying, oh, you know, 13 Sentinels coming to switch. It was a PS five PS four exclusive, like don't sleep on it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this game out. So I bought it, but it was waiting to finish triangle before I dug in. And I was sitting around the other night being like, well, I could, it's game time. I could be bored and hate this or I can crack open this shiny new uh, 13 Sentinels game. And I just, I just, I just need permission to walk away from triangle strategy despite again, liking it. God damn it. Well, I mean, I I feel like this is a case of the same, like it's totally okay that you had a real good time with it at one point in time. And now you're, (sighs) you know, because at one point you were like, I remember you saying something about like, what was it? It was basically like, like 
I, I had to get through all this boring stuff, like to get to this part mm -hmm. I really love. And I was like, wow, mm -hmm. that's incredible patience. I could never endure. <laughs> I mean, I will throw a game out the window in like five fucking minutes if it pisses me <laughs> off. I will. I'm serious. Like I don't, I don't do a lot of like guilt, like, like focused gaming anymore. Like, and yeah. I, I always and forever remember, which I've told this story on this podcast about how fucking upset I got when I played 40 hours of Final Fantasy <laughs> 12. 12 and realized like, <laughs> oh my God, I've just been hanging on hoping that like this is going to become something, you know, this is going to live up to the expectations and hopes I had for it. And like, it's just not happening. It's that story is the greatest lesson of our time. That's wisdom. <laughs> yeah, it's something. So, um, yeah, anyway, but... Um, I give so you full I'm, permission I'm, to quit that shit too. And honestly, uh, like, like, thank you, Jesus. Look, I'm at a point now. I'm so like fucking pissed and annoyed with Square Enix on the whole. Like, I mean, I'm sure you know <laughs> that they just like sold off their entire like Western like game. Like, did you it's know that wild. that they, they sold off so much of their yeah, like yeah, Western? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we were uh, we were chatting about it in in, for, the, in the Discord for not and enough money. And I was just like, you yeah. know, fuck y'all. Like, I am a SquareSoft like fan for life and i can keep that and i can say talk about the good old days and blah 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 blah. but like i i i just i i've given them so many chances and i'm like look y'all just don't is, you know you don't this kills do me shit this kills anymore. me because they came they came right exactly they brought these two games they were like hey remember the good old days remember the old square days well here's octopath traveler it's an rpg with a great battle system and it's got this beautiful pixel art and it's 2d but it's 3d and it's gorgeous and it sounds great and it's and it's boring as fuck it's and the voice boring. acting sucks and the oh story the story sucks and so that's a disappointment Hey, guess what, everyone? Remember Final Fantasy Tactics? Remember these games you love? Well, here it is. It's Triangle Strategy. It's going to be awesome. Here's a demo. Here's all the characters. It's so good. And it is mostly good, but also boring as well. So I'm, so I'm, it's funny. I'm at an, I'm seeing an interesting contrast here at this moment where the voice acting just is not good. The writing is not good. Mm -hmm. The story is good, but, but very slow and very boring. And so I gave it its chance and I'm like, Hey, what's up? Oh, this 13 Sentinels sounds like a really good sci-fi story. Open it up. Wham! These are not spoilers. You got characters. You got time travel. You got big, big mech suits. You got kaiju. Th shit's crazy. But then you're going back in time and it's what's happening. Instant hook. I'm like 10 minutes into the game. None, yeah. Nothing what I'm saying is spoiling anything. Wham! Bam! It is, it, I am, we are grabbed by this story. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's very, it's very anime. It's very Japanese. There's a lot of names that I am not going to remember. So I gotta, <laughs> I gotta keep track of these characters. Um, it, let's just say the, the names are not John and Jane. They are, right, you know, right. Ijiku-san or whoever. Um, but it made me appreciate writing and great voice great voice acting period but like english voice acting and i'm hearing voices and i'm like oh man i think these are some actors from uh fire emblem three houses and i i think Likely. that they are so i'm like yeah i'm like recognizing the actor i'm not even in this fucking i'm not in the weeds on this shit i'm not <laughs> the anime guy but i'm here and i'm like I don't give a shit about visual novels. I think that whole concept is pretty boring. But there is a 
similar to three houses of like you're back with your peeps and you're you're progressing the story you're making choices you're meeting characters you're there's drama there's romance and then bam pop over to the battle and it's tactical and it's 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 exciting and i i i don't i'm so early in this game i don't really understand the battle system but it Mm -hmm. is like it's tactical, it's like real time, but you can pause it and there's each mech has different weapons. And so it's, you're sort of like, oh, there's a lot of enemies over here so I can shoot one or I can use the big missile and kind of hit an area of effect to like wipe them out. And it's, I don't know, it's got these interesting, like, it's almost like, hey, we're in a mech suit, but you're not seeing the world. You're seeing a graphical, futuristic graphical overlay of the world. So you're not seeing the monsters, you're seeing like, pixel thing, like little it's almost like space invaders but in 3d and it's it's hyper stylized and i'm not saying it's like bad or, or weird it's like this game has a stylistic point of view and i am buckled in i'm ready to hear it and nice. it's gonna get anime as fuck and it's gonna get <laughs> there's already a lot of like there's a lot of anime guys and gals being anime and that's fine um but but it's it's it grabs me. It, it it it's it is delivering on what all the fans have been saying. So I I don't have anything else to say. I'm just gonna buckle up for the ride and enjoy. That's it. awesome. I've been thinking about that one too, but I haven't like gotten serious about it. So I'm gonna be interested to hear like kind of where your brain is going as you're continuing to play it. And I think it's really interesting that like you, this is not typically your type of game at all, and you decided no. to try it. I think that's really cool. But the promise of multiple, multiple people saying, this is the coolest, weirdest, wackiest, most mind-bending sci-fi story I've had in a long time in any medium, movies, games, shows, whatever. Not just like, oh, your good friend said that, but like multiple people are like, oh, no, right. this shit gets crazy. You're like, whoa, like, where does that go? That's how I always felt about, um, oh, my gosh. Wow, I can see the game in my mind's eye, but the moment I started to go to talk about it, like the <laughs> name, the name vanished. But okay, uh, uh, it is. I think no, this wasn't a square game. Um, the main near? character. Ma- what's that? Is it near near Automata? Yeah, that's it. God, I knew we, it. <laughs> the fact that you would know <laughs> because <laughs> like, it's great because it, it because that story is similarly like oh this is like a weird this is like an anime action game and then you play it and you're like oh shit this is fucking weird and dark and yeah that's yeah that that was one where i was like i should love everything about this game and like i just never like had i don't know i never sat truly sat down with it and i'm always like why don't you why don't you sit down with that do you have it? Do you own it? Because if you have it, I have access to it already. Uh, I think like, I do. Mm. I'm almost positive that I do, actually. Yeah, I think you I have should it really... for PlayStation 4 or something like that. Because also, like, to my memory, no no real big difficulty roadblocks. Like, um, like um, uh, fuck, Returnal, how you really loved it and all that stuff. But, like, you hit a difficulty wall where it's like, man, I'd love to keep playing this, but... Nope. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. couldn't. You're you're reminding me that perhaps after this podcast, I will actually go to my television and just look up a YouTube story summary so I can Mm. learn what happened because I I never did. And I, I still want to. But Nier Automata, to my memory, uh, was very, it had some challenging moments, but it was so, 
it just kept going in terms of the story just goes deeper and deeper and then you're like okay i get it it's 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 robots doing robot stuff and you're like no 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 there's much more here going on and it's uh there's another layer it's really cool it affected me it It really if yes i yes finished it all the way rolled credits um i i really can't there's there's meta-ness to it that Hmm. goes beyond even finishing the game and i really will not say more than that but um it floored me. It really affected me in a in a okay. in a significant way. And I'm gonna mu- I'm gonna try again. The music, the music of Near Automata See, is that's that's a funny top thing. ten for me. I, yeah, I've listened to a lot of Near music, and in fact, the first Near game was like some of my favorite game music for a really long time. And okay. so I would just listen to that, and I played some of that game, but I didn't finish it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, sometimes I feel like if it was not for this podcast, there'd be many mo- things where I'd just forget about it. But like <laughs> you, you might or someone else might be like, blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, wait, yeah. I have that. Why have I just been sitting on that? Why? Maybe I'll pick it up. And like, you never know what what might be the next like deep session, you know? Yeah, because we could all just be sitting alone in our houses with our immediate family members just live in life. Or we could be around an Internet table saying hey what about this remember this i played this what did you, what did you think of that oh it reminds me of something like it's not just us it's 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 our listeners and and discord community as well like it's i freaking love it That's oh true. i'm about to tell you why i love it even more um uh, anyway go just play near automata because okay yeah, mm. okay like I, i'll put the music on while i'm working like i don't know it, it's so affecting like Imagine a a community of robot children who are children and they're singing and like that's weird but also beautiful and that's like one of the songs and it's so affecting it's so haunting I don't know it's really a cool game I loved it okay get it I'm in I'm in so here's here's the other thing I'm gonna briefly touch on this um. Someone else in our Discord, uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing their name right, Collette, Collette, recommended this game called uh, Dorf Romantic uh, in the Discord oh, yeah. server. Do you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought. Yeah. I thought I. Didn't I leave a link in there? Oh, that was that? you. Then, yeah, no, I just, saw. I'm, yeah, no, wait, it was me. Because... I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Of course oh. it was you. Oh, I thought you were referring to somebody else. <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, it was me, Colette. Um, but it I saw you. it and like it was just, you know, a brief thing that danced past me. And I I think I don't remember where like where or what led to me to it. But I saw it and I was like, that is a mad ass game. And I was like, well, time for me to tell Matt about this mad ass game. And I was like, I wonder if I'm going to be right. Because you know, I didn't like, think it was. Yeah, I was like, I was like, ah, I wonder. But like, I was kind of delighted, actually, that I was like, ah, I got a mad ass game, right? (laughs) And you, you, I mean, you're an influencer. You influenced me. But, but, you know, I'm sorry to keep saying this, but like, it's a, it's a um, simple to learn, but hard to master puzzle game that is keyboard and mouse only. So right there, all those things. I have read about it. I've heard about it. I know it. Ha- it is very well regarded. But like all those things combined, means 
I'm not interested. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. don't want to sit at the desk as we've discussed. Yeah. yeah. And then you, and then you reminded me that it exists. Number one, number two, it's out of early access as of this past week. So it's fully completed, which that's oh, another nice. thing. It's like, I used to be super excited about jumping into early access as a concept. And now I'm like, I'm too old to like play an incomplete game with bugs in it. So I'm going to wait, wishlisted and wait on it. (laughs) So you, you were like, Hey, what about this? And I'm like, right now it's done and I can play it on the couch. Sweet. And and, and then you, you shared the link and then I clicked through, I'm like, Oh, and it's fucking $7 on sale because they're like, (laughs) we released it. It's 1.0. And I literally bought it like five minutes later and I was like, I wonder if this runs good on the Steam Deck. Loaded it up. And now I love it. So cool. And here's the other, th- well, uh, two things. Do, so so you you have not played it. And did you like investigate like how it works and what, what you do in it at all? Or uh, no? I watched a trailer for it. And like, it, mm-hmm. so, you know, I spent all of two minutes going, I think that's a madass game. <laughs> mm-hmm. So other than Great. that, like, that's it. I won't I won't go too far down the rabbit hole, but it is super simple. It's hex hex tiles uh, and each tile has different features. So like a village, a forest, a stream, a grassland, and it's kind of random what appears on any tile. I guess the tiles are hexagonal. They either are five sides or six sides. I don't recall. And um, and so the premise of the game is that you start on a blank grid of hexagonal tiles and you can rotate the tiles almost like Tetris style where, okay, you can place tiles anywhere, but what you want to actually do is connect. If the starting tile has a forest and then the next tile that you get has a forest and a town, what you want to do is rotate the tiles so that the two forests touch each other to make a slightly bigger forest. Okay. You don't want to you don't want to rotate the tiles so that the town is touching the forest because that's kind of putting two um not incompatible but two different tiles to two different sides together. And what you want to do is maximize your score by connecting the longest chains of forests or streams or villages or whatever. So what it ends up being as the as the tiles start building out is like, huh, now I've got a field, a forest, and a train track, and I don't really have a good place for that, so I'm going to just connect the field to another field and leave the train track kind of open-ended so that one day in the future, when I get the right tile, I'm going to then connect oh. it to that side. So you're building out in, uh, in, four, in, in two dimensions, you know, you're, it's a 2d plane and you're building out in all directions. Um, and at first you're like, Oh, I could just put anything anywhere. And you're just making a cute little town and a forest. But then you realize that your score and the longevity of the game is dependent on the strategy. So what happens is you have a stack of like 50 tiles, but as you, as you gain, as you get perfect placements and perfect scores, it, you then get more tiles in your stack, which means you can play longer. And what I realized after mm. I'm only on my second playthrough, but what you start to realize is like, oh, you have to prolong your game as long as possible in order to get the highest score. 
And so these games can then go on for like hours and hours. So it's very zen, it's very peaceful, but it's also, it's not a turn your brain off game because every single tile you're like, hmm, I really need to look at hundreds of tiles to find the best, most optimal place for this one to go. Because unlike Tetris, you can't swap for like another tile. You have to play the tile that you get now. Okay. And and then here, so here's the other cool dimension is like not only you're are you placing optimal tiles, but then little quests pop up. So it's like, hey, this village of like 30 houses, if you can connect 50 houses, you'll get a super blast of points. So then what you're trying to do is extend the village to 50 houses and you're slowly like, okay, I'll add two houses here. Then I'll add three houses here. But like, mm, if I add this tile here, it's going to make a forest, which doesn't jive with the field on the other side. So, okay, I can't complete the quest now. So I'm going to put these houses somewhere else and come back to that. So all these little quests pop up. And then, and then this is the super interesting part is that, all right, I can make a thing of 50 houses and then get the super points. And then other different kinds of quests pop up with little flags and the flags are like, okay, now you need to close this village off. Meaning you should stop. If you want mega points, you have to stop adding houses to the house, to the village uh, streak and lock it down so that you can no longer add houses to this. So you've got to close it off with anything else field, forest uh grass whatever and once you do that it's like congratulations this town is done and it's it's complete and you get like a super bonus which adds more tiles which lets you play longer and get a higher score so it's super contextual every tile you place is super contextual based on what spaces are available to you what quests are you trying to complete what tiles are coming up next da 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 all that to say Super easy and cute and gorgeous and and fun, incredible, incredibly tactical and precise when you get down the rabbit hole. So now, I'm I'm enjoying it and I highly recommend it. But then Tricky Love in our Discord, who who you clearly know, he's <laughs> like, oh yeah, I love this game. And by the way, not to brag, but I'm I got number f- what are, where is he at number forty on the global leaderboard for the classic mode high skill score now i totally missed that he's showing a screenshot of fifty-three thousand points now if you don't play this game you don't know if that's good or bad but i'm here to tell you like i'm i'm new to the game and i'm not that great at it but i'm lucky if i'm even scratching like five thousand seven thousand points (laughs) tricky is ranked 40th in the world for a whatever length of time. So maybe this is forever time. Maybe this is for the month. I don't entirely know. But like dude played five hours of Dwarf Romantic and then his 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 finish line was 40th in the world. And that is a fucking achievement. What a legend. So shout out. Legend. God damn, man. Legend. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so get get it. I love it. And again, you know, I, I hate to keep like 
waving the Steam Deck in everyone's face. But like, it, this is a game I would not touch, and now I'm hooked, and yeah. it's great. Yeah, yeah, neat. All right. Well, um, today I learned many cool things. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I have one more to share at the at the risk of uh, boring everyone to tears, but um, Switch Sports is good and fun. Oh, man, are you are you a Wii Sports person, and are, does this appeal to you and Patrick and friends I, in your in your I area? I am the polar opposite of of a Wii Sports <laughs> person, but we were actually talking about it a couple nights ago, and he's like, "Really? Like you you really don't?" And I was like, "No." I said, "I I, I know it's fun, but for some." fucking reason i'm just like nah mm-hmm. i don't know don't know why <laughs> no explanation have, possible no it's it's you're not wrong but i'm gonna gonna give you two little tidbits here that that may not move the needle for you but i'm gonna explain why it's very compelling for for me as someone who is similarly like ah whatever sports switch sports um they're Tennis is boring. Badminton's boring. I'm sure there's strategy to this. I haven't actually tried volleyball. That actually looks more interesting. But like, it's like flick your wrist at the right time and you're good. The characters move by themselves, whatever. So that doesn't really appeal to me. Um, but the sword fighting and most importantly, soccer are so fucking great especially soccer because what they have done is essentially create rocket league in switch sports and you can move your character with the like typically in switch sports you don't move you just swing the paddles around and hit the ball or swing the sword whatever right but here you can you hold both joy cons and you're using the left stick to move around the field and you have a stamina gauge a la breath of the wild a little green circle where you have to manage your stamina in order to make plays at a critical moment and you're using the left and right joy cons to to swing like a paddle like a tennis racket but those control your kicks so you can kick upwards to kick the ball up kick down kick left and right to kind of like curve the ball and you're playing i think it's like four versus four there's a couple different modes but you're playing globally online so you hop into a match it's a three minute soccer match and it is so fucking fun because it is nail-biting exciting like okay, this guy's running and he's kicking the ball. And oh, if I just, okay, I don't want to cluster up with my team. I want to move to the side. So the ball, oh, it's coming to me and jump up and smash it. Yeah, get it all the way down the field. And like these clutch competitive moments, but it's so casual and chill because it's we sports. It's switch sports. It's so, it's like, you know, cute little avatars running around and the games are so fast. And then, so I absolutely love this soccer thing. It makes me like think, oh, I should be playing Rocket League. Like, I don't know why I never played it. It never appealed to me. But now mm-hmm. I suddenly am like, this is super fun. But here's the other thing, the other hook. Um, you can play with friends and you can play with your family and it's split screen. And it's, it's, and it's, be- it's a beautiful game, performs really well. It's just, a, it's a delight, full stop. But now there are time-limited cosmetics so there's like a group of there's right currently in the game there's two groups of cosmetics and so as you play online competitively you 
gain points for just playing. You could lose the match and you still gain like 30 points. So there's no barrier to progress. Yeah. You don't have to win. I actually, it's actually a criticism of mine because you get 30 points just for playing, completing a match. And then you get like, oh, you won the match. It's like times 1.2 randomly. So you get like 43 points or something. And it's like, well, I just like really put in a lot of effort to win and like my team did awesome and I only get slightly more than being a loser. <laughs> like, come on. Anyway, but <laughs> the cosmetics funny. are so like the, the characters are really well done, but they're super limited because like I'll, I want to get I, I want to get a beard like I need a beard on my character. Right. Otherwise, it's not me. So, yeah, I got so you 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 play the games and you level up to whatever and then you choose the you choose the bundle that you want but then it randomly rolls the dice and you get a random thing not the thing you necessarily want oh. so i have like earrings and yellow eyeshadow and and a hat and i'm like those are those are lovely but i need this fucking beard and i only have 9 days left to get it so now i got to play soccer and sword fighting uh. All the time. And I'm playing with the kids and they're like, it's really fucking fun with the kids because it's like three minute nail biters. And you're seeing the it's just it's beautifully laid out because you see the names of the other players. You can pass the ball. You can call for a pass. So if you're out in the front of the field and you're like, pass to me, pass to me, then the other player can hit a button that's like, I'm going to kick it but I'm going to kick it to my teammate. And then it shows you who they're kicking to. There's little emotes. So you can like, when your team scores a goal, you can cheer. When you mess up, you can do the little crying emote. Like it's so social and fun, but it's also like brisk, brisk, three minutes. Emojis, fun, cute. Mm. That was great. Next match. All right, let's unlock the next thing. I want to get a sword. And like, you know, there's going to be a master sword in the swords. One day you're going to open up switch sports and you can get Link's sword and, and fight other players online with the master sword. Like I need it. I need a cool <laughs> tennis racket. I need a cool bowling ball. I want to like, I want a red bowling. Like it's not a battle pass, but it's like a, it's like a, an online cosmetic system that is so lightweight but it's still grabbing me. It's still keeping me keeping me engaged. And so, I don't know. Fight, get up, get in there. Fire it up with your friends and and have fun with Switch Sports. I just, it's so easy. It's so easy to just drop mm-hmm. in and drop out. And it's it's very well done. It performs beautifully. It's just gorgeous and bright and snappy and and it updates your joy cons firmware it's like oh your joy cons are not up up to date let's get it and then the motion is really smooth i it's just i'm very impressed with this i'm glad we got it that's awesome well i i do i do admit that i um am in no rush to get it even after that glowing endorsement (laughs) but that if my husband was like i really want to get Wii sports do you want to play it i'd be like yes okay that's fine because you know i i I, I definitely am not like, wow, fuck that game. <laughs> like <laughs> like I, I would try it. So, you know, like it's I guess that's the best I can offer up at this point in time. <laughs> but I'm interested now in like posseing up with like-minded people of like, hey, if we friend up and we're both good at the soccer game, then or whatever, tennis, then we could play online against other people. I think I, you know, don't quote me. I, I think you could do that theoretically. Um, and that's 
that sounds like a fun time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's totally fair. I, I could, I could potentially get behind that. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. The end. I'm quitting those games. I'm focusing on 13 Sentinels and I'm so uh, glad playing that soccer. I, I could I could give something to you that would allow you to be like, you know what? Fuck this bullshit in the ass, because sometimes you just really <laughs> you just really need to let go. Let just need another person go. to tell me it's OK. Let yep. go. Final thoughts, closing words. What do you got? I think with the the little tiny bit of energy I have left, I will go and <laughs> dig out my copy of Near Automata and put it yeah. in a place where I can tomorrow be like, you know, I think I might give that a try. Because tomorrow I have nothing that I have to do when the day is done, which I'm looking very forward to not having anything to do. So perhaps that is what I will do. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear about that. And you will hear about it uh, in about two weeks time, probably because you're going away. Uh, and we will mm-hmm. we will not be talking about uh, games next week. I mean, we will be, but we're going to record something else uh, here and now to put on the feed for the future. So uh, we'll we'll talk at you soon. Yeah. Uh, keep us posted. And for Bye, now, everyone, we'll see you later. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,